What's up, y'all? This is from Books to Bills, a podcast for young professionals. This is your girl, Erica, coming from Louisiana. And this is your favorite staff member, Shaq, coming from Augusta, Georgia. It just takes me out every time you say favorite staff member. Mm-hmm. Oh, deep sigh. Hey, everybody. This is Jasmine, hailing from Tyler, Texas. The polls don't lie, Jasmine. Everybody has already voted me the favorite, and therefore, um, I will continue to remind everybody of that each episode. I think that's the problem. Like, if you're legitimately the favorite, you don't have to remind your li- your listeners, the people you're who trying to convince, like you, would would do it for you. But you're self proclaiming, and you can tell, and it's actually quite pathetic. Okay, you don't understand that. The listeners voted on Instagram. All right. Well, let's see what they vote about this. We're going to jump right on in to the on the scale from one to petty question. Let's see what your listeners say about this. Bear with me. While you're chatting with some of your coworkers, one of them by the name of Tisha, Tisha asks you if you're going to go get drinks with us as in the rest of the office on friday and then you respond no because you didn't know about it well then tisha says oh well sean said he invited everybody on friday about two hours before the workday ends sean stops by your office and casually asks if you wanted to go grab drinks with you and the rest of the team with him and the rest of the team How do you respond? A, no, just a simple no. B, agree to go and act like you didn't know about it. Just kind of move on. C, agree to go and then when you get there, make a big deal about it to the group. Make it known that you were not invited, but you're here now. Or D, make a sly remark about not being invited to Sean. I don't want Shaq to feel pressure to go first. So I'm going to ask Jasmine. <laughs> Good. What would I do? Um, I think I would try to make a little funny out of it and be like, well, you know, I came, I'm here, even though I wasn't invited <laughs> with a little side eye. And then we can move on because I feel like we just need to address the elephant in the room, even if it's ele- if I just see it myself. We need to address it. And then we can move on, have a good time, have some drinks, anything but Jameson, and we'll be fine. <laughs> no Jameson. No, absolutely not. Why not, not. Jameson? Jameson just don't do me well. Yeah, I mean... Y'all, so, even though it's free, don't mean it's good for you, so we just don't leave free it like that. Free liquor don't always make you feel good. Mm. Free liquor don't always make you feel free. Hey, message. Ooh, that there's some oil there. Well, what I would do is I certainly would not go. Don't try to invite me at the last minute, because clearly you've been planning all this for a long time. So no, I'm not going, and I'm gonna tell them why I'm going. So don't even think for one second that you thought I was gonna go, and I'm gonna let everybody know that <laughs> goes why I didn't show up. <laughs> So you gonna be in your feelings. I just just don't like when people try to invite me at the last minute or try to invite me as a charity case and then want me to show up. No, you didn't think enough of me to invite me initially. So now what it tells me is that 
you, Sean and Tisha then went back and talked to each other about this and say, oh, I was actually talking to Shaq about it and he didn't know. And now um, Sean got to come up later and ask me, "Mm -mm, spare me. I'm not coming. I'm not even thanking you for the invite. Hell out of my face. (laughs) Hell out of my face. Well, I was also thinking like maybe, maybe Tisha didn't go back and talk to Sean. Excuse me. Maybe Tisha didn't go back and talk to Sean, but Sean had always had intentions of asking you at the last minute in hopes that you wouldn't go. That's some petty stuff right there. That's very petty. I I need to talk about something that happened in the office this week, y'all. Mm-hmm. Speaking of invitations. Um, so we have a reoccurring like little group meeting that happens. We'll just call it a you know, a team meeting. And my supervisor sent out a email that says, you know, thank you, um, you know, Becky and Alicia for attending these meetings, but your presence, basically your presence is no longer needed at these meetings. I was like, did she just disinvite somebody from a team gathering? Now, how's she Real gonna... smooth. <laughs> now, how's she just gonna uninvite somebody to the meeting? Was it just like a social gathering? She just liked that. She just liked that. She don't want them there. Maybe because they have strong opinions. I don't know. She just disinvited them. Everybody got an email about it. That's embarrassing. That is. See, it's some, that's one of them situations where you don't need to be using reply all. Mm-mm. That's going to come back on them. Somebody going to BCC some on her. And, ha- and have it printed. Mm-hmm. Well, if I were the person that Sean tried to play in this scenario... I think I would, you know, nobody wants to be where they're not wanted, right? And, you know, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I would. De- I think I would definitely make a, make a comment when he came in there. Oh, I'm invited now? I, I thought you would run out of Valentine's Day cards for the class. You didn't pass me one. So, you know, if you, didn't, you don't, don't come now. You, you know, I, I would make a deal about it. No, thank you. I don't go where I'm not invited. Happy Erica, drinks. I feel like you would show up, but you would make a sly ass comment. Like when you were reading the I options, I said, "Ooh, Erica would do that." <laughs> I could do both. It depends on where they were going for drinks and what the special was. I could just see you being petty. You gonna show up and you gonna make a sly comment, and that's fine. Yeah, it just really depends. It honestly just depends. You know, Sean. Ever since we started working here, Sean has been on some extra stuff. And so, at this point, we really should be used to Sean. He nasty. He's a lying, cheating son of a... Mm. All of But Y'all don't want to start picking on Sean. Personally, I've been picking on his twin sister, Shonda, because she just is worse. Well, I mean, they, clearly... They Who is they mama? Who raised them? <laughs> they come from a broken home. Something's wrong. That's going to be Erica Kids. <laughs> <laughs> always treating somebody wrong ain't doing right by nobody and look who's who, look who suggested it y'all just this point there well anyways now that we finished with our on the pill on a on a scale from one to petty question how y'all doing this week we haven't seen each other talked to each other in two weeks how, how's it going how's your life speak out the people want to know All right. Well, I am blessed and <laughs> highly favored. Amen. Amen. 
as I say every time we go to record, I'm very happy to be here. Haven't seen y'all in a while, so that's always good. But the last two weeks have been kind of fun for me. Um, I think we'll um, you'll be surprised. Well, not necessarily surprised, but we're going to talk about it during my base search of how the last two weeks have been. But um, And we're also going to talk about how the last two weeks have been for, not necessarily me, but for Black America, specifically Black Twitter. So I can't wait to get into it today. Because let me tell you, it's some heat. It is some heat that we must cool off. I'm with it. I'm with it. Jay? Um, I'm doing well. I finished my last final last Monday. So I've been trying to live it up like Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. What's Monday? So, yeah. I had a good weekend. <laughs> I was sick on Monday. <clears throat> and enjoying the week. I like how all of my coworkers, have my colleagues, my co-hosts have been, you know, calling in sick. I like that. I like that in an employee. You said all of them like I've been calling in sick. Um, listeners, Shaquille took a personal day. Was it yesterday? First of all, they're colleagues, and I did not take a personal day. Thank you. You didn't. <laughs> not as much I, as okay. I talk about me. Maybe I did call in sick. I had a slight headache. Well, I had a headache, and I just didn't feel like going in. My calendar was clear, so I called. I texted my boss, and I was like, hey, I can't come in. I'm sick. And she was like, okay. So maybe I did. But, okay. you know, I feel like I deserve it. <laughs> I deserve it. Okay, friend. All of my sick days belong <laughs> to me. Sick days. I'm doing well as well. Um, counting down until y'all know why. Y'all will know soon, world. But I'm counting down. I'm just relaxing, living my best life, trying, you know, and grinding till I can't grind no more. Well, we will get into this week's staff meeting. It's been two weeks and we have some heavy things to talk about on today so we'll need everyone's undivided attention so on today's staff meeting agenda we will be talking about the books part of our podcast from books to bills yes we want to dive into our personal stories our personal thoughts on um our journey through school this will be a two-part episode so if you feel like we don't touch on something today when we come back in two weeks um we'll have another set of questions so as always make sure y'all interact with us on our social media and kind of you know get into um this conversation too and let us know y'all's thoughts so i'm going to open up with our first question do you feel you could be where you are today if you hadn't have gone to school I'm going to go with you first this time, Jay. Okay. So, yes. Um, I, well, I got several ways that I thought about this question. So, I said, money-wise, yes. Like, I'm in education, so my salary is not very high. So, like, I feel like, yes, I could be making this amount of money, you know, without having went to college. Now, I recognize that my chances for advancement are much more higher um, or the yeah, you know, the chances to advance are much more higher than if I were not, you know, if I had not been to school. And so I would be around my my same salary 
for a long time and I and I have the opportunity to um, to be promoted. Um, technically, um, I would say yes, because my actual position only requires um, a bachelor's. And so if we think about the fact that, yes, I have two degrees, I still could be here um, just by getting my um, bachelor's degree. And my next one was regionally. No, um, there's no way that I would be in Augusta, Georgia, way from Arkansas, had I not been to college and like learn, you know, of all the, you know, all the different things outside of Arkansas. Cause I mean, I think it's so easy to just, you know, where you grow up at and probably even easier for some of y'all who like lived in larger places, but it's so easy to just think about the world from where you're from. And so gladly I went to college and that's how I learned about more things. Um, and so that's why I'm here. Um, and then my last one is as far as my network, I'd say no, cause I think I've easily met a thousand people since I left home in 2010. Um, and a hundred of them, I probably call, you know, some, I probably have some true connection and about 20 of them I call close friends or closer friends. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in many regards, yes, but in some regards, no. So I would say for me, probably not, um, similar to Shaq, my job only requires a bachelor's too, but I think like where I certainly where I'm wanting to go and the work that I hope to do later, no. Um, and I said, um, I don't think, I, I actually think that I would be making. <laughs> Friend, hi, okay, so y'all, <laughs> so. So we know the questions before we record. <laughs> Erica made this set of questions as she do most of the time. And she got to read her own answer to the question and tell some, um, I see it. And she really looking at the notes. Struggling. I was I know it threw me off because a Facebook notification came up and it threw me off. Ooh. So <laughs> um I, now I y'all didn't throw me off. Now I gotta go. You back been off. We ain't thrown you off. You been off. Matter of fact, yeah, you've been off. Jasmine, go on and tell us. Do you think you could be <laughs> where you at now? Well, being a registered nurse and definitely being in the healthcare field, you do need a degree in training. So I would say no. Um, however, I do have a degree in public health, which I regret, sadly to say. Um, I think that was a waste of time and money. So I would not think um, that going for that would be beneficial and then as a midwife, I there are midwives who do not have college degrees. They have certifications. However, that limits their practice, so they couldn't take um, like private insurance or Medicaid, things like that. So going to school to become a midwife opens up a certain set of doors that if I didn't have a degree, I wouldn't be able to walk through. That's interesting. Um, it kind of, it leads very, it leads very well into the second question, which is what advice would you give someone who is thinking about school, um, thinking about school, so like a bachelor's, master's, or a PhD, or any other professional degree, and like to kind of go into what Jasmine was saying about the the difference between a midwife who uh, goes to school and one that just does a certification. Like typically what I'm always telling people that either students get ready to go in college the first time or just people want to get a second degree is like, how long will it take you to reach your goal without it? And is it worth the time? I think sometimes, and I know 
maybe even we did like when we first started going to school when we were thinking about going to school for the second time it's like oh I don't want to do two more years but it's like it's two years like not that it's a waste of time but like you can breeze through that so quickly and so I do find myself always trying to convince people that like those two years are going to fly by fast and I think that most people would agree um but I always just tell people like you know are you going to be able to effectively and efficiently reach whatever your next career move if you don't go to school? And so, yes, you may have to spend some money and spend some time going to get a second degree for the next two to three years, but how much quicker is that going to propel you into your next move? So I think that's something to really think about for those people, our listeners who are wanting to get another degree or really wavering back and forth about it, like really weigh your options here and see, you know, if it's worth it in the, if it's a, what's the phrase, like a, a short-term loss for a long-term benefit mm. um i think that's definitely something to to a short-term sacrifice for a long-term benefit something to really consider here so what advice would i give um i would ask why a lot of times people go to school for more money not necessarily because they have a passion for their career path and so you need to examine the why sometimes it's not even worth it. So cost versus benefit analysis is what is happening in my head. Um, the cost money-wise, is it worth your time and your mental health to go to school to get this advanced degree? Um, you got to think about it. And then on the flip side, college is more than a, a degree. It's an experience. When Erica first asked this question, I was like, man, I wouldn't even know Erica if I did not go to college. Yeah. And so just the networking of that in general, um, the friendships that I've built has really added to my life. And to me, that's, that's invaluable. You, can, you can't replace that and at all. I think all. it's important for... Sorry. And I think it's important for people who may be thinking of uh, getting the second degree too. Like I wouldn't know... Shaq and I wouldn't know each other if we hadn't met in grad school. So you still get that supplemental education, if you will, um, even in grad school, even though I think it's a lot more about what's happening in the classroom, but you definitely make some lasting relationships there as well. I would say, Erica, Shaq, what you got? Oh, I'm sorry. I would say oh, that ahead. the timing of when you get your degree is important. Speaking of advanced degrees. And so as a nurse, um, I strategically like went to work for a hospital that would help me obtain my additional degree. That way, um, you know, I could still work full time. They would help me with my tuition and it wouldn't be so much of a burden on me. So timing it is also a factor in that. That's good. We're going to touch on that in our part two. Amen. Amen. Well, my advice is um, if you're able to do it. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, there's a lot of things that prevent people from going to school. You know, maybe it's, um, you know, you're building a family right now and that's more important. Or maybe it's, excuse me, maybe it's finances or, you know, no matter what it is, or maybe you want to go and make a, you know, build your bank account up. But if at that moment, if you're really thinking about it, if you have, you know, weighed your options and you can just go ahead and do it because you're going to only regret it if you don't. Um, I think about the fact that like, I studied higher education, right? So everybody knows I work in student affairs. Um, but I'm so grateful to have went just because um, the timing was right for me. But now I just have a new perspective on, on pretty much everything. And granted, mm-hmm. so my first degree was in computer science. And I don't do anything. Well, I would say I use 2% of that, right? You know, every day. Um, but 
I have a greater appreciation for like history and things just by going to grad school, learning about colleges and universities, because it just helped me overall with a lot of things. And I know that's just based off of what I studied, but at the same time, I still feel like going, getting an advanced degree just helps you learn a different way than you have before. Cause grad school is much different um, in terms of learning than, um, than undergrad. And so you're just going to get a, a different appreciation for learning material, knowing different things. And like they kind of alluded to and just meeting new people because um, yes, I'm proud to say that I met a lot of good friends in grad school. Uh, my other advice is depending on how time consuming the program is, um, get an assistantship and go for free. Um, a lot of people always think that like grad school is going to be very, very expensive. And yes, it is. Um, but a lot of units of the university run because of, they have graduate students who, you know, work 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week, whatever the case may be. And then they go to school for free. So obviously some programs don't allow that, um, but some programs do. So get an assistantship if you go back. Um, and if you can financially afford to not work full time, um, that's another thing. And then my last piece is apply, apply for fellowships and scholarships. A lot of people think that like grad school is, um, a lot of people think that grad school is, the scholarships and fellowships are for undergrads, but you can get them when you're in grad school also. I've got more scholarships as yep. a grad student than undergrad. <laughs> yeah, if I could have finessed a way to get my education for free as a bachelor's student, I wouldn't even be, uh, I wouldn't even know Fed Loan Services. Shout out to y'all. Because, Lord, um, I think that's some good stuff, though, because I know I talk to people all the time just scared to go back to getting a master's degree. And I'm I, I, I'm biased. I'm speaking to master's, but scared to go back and get a master's degree. And when I tell you, I already alluded to it, like it flies by so fast. And there's and another thing I, I want to say, too, is that a lot of people who maybe are working or whatever when they go get the degree, they're scared that they won't have time. There's so many people who are uh, in relationships, whether they be married or just a long-term relationship, kids. So it's definitely doable. So don't let those things hold you back if you have a support system to help you through it. And then kind of round off our college experience. And this can be about like, so the question is one high and one low of going to school. So this can be about your graduate program or your bachelor's program, whatever you want to ask. And I'm more so explaining it to the listeners if y'all want to comment and give us something um, when y'all interact with us. Um, but Jasmine, you're first. I would say my high uh, would be I attended a smaller university. I had never heard of Lamar before. They sent me a little fly in the mail talking about how good their nursing school was. And then I ended up going um, and falling in love with it. And I didn't have any student loans because Lamar was so affordable that. Amen to no amen student loans. Oh, no. um, it was so affordable that I was able to like make small, small payments on it and then not even have to worry about it by the time I graduated. So I graduated with no student loans from undergrad. Now, grad school. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, yeah, so smaller university definitely had a closer community of people. If you ain't know it, if you ain't know everybody, you at least seen them. Yeah. And so that can work in your favor if, you know, if you allow it to. I mean, I came to visit you, Lamar, a thousand, well, visit y'all a thousand times, Lamar, and I feel like I knew the people at the campus. It was so small. I feel like you're trying to play it. 
No, I wasn't. That was a it little was. shade. Yeah, it's okay. Let's continue. Shade. It wasn't. Because I... I think you're third, Erica. You're not talking now. But um, so we talked hey, about no student loan <laughs> debt. And then <laughs> I think a high of attending school was just to discover myself. You away from family. You got to learn how to make things work and um, be your own advocate. So I think that was the beginning of that. Well, my highs and lows of going to university um, was for one, it's just like the one of my highs is just because I've always been a person who are proud of random accomplishments. And if you think about it, like I was doing a little research when I answered when I, you know, thought about this question, too. But if you get a college degree, um, you're in the top 30 percent of the world, right? Only 30 percent of people have some form of a college degree. And then if you get an advanced degree, it's only 12 percent. And so I'm like, oh, this means nothing for the random person. But it just makes me feel like a little bit better knowing that I um like I'm in this. I mean, I'm not there financially, but I am in this like cloud of successful folks. Now, what does that mean for me? Absolutely nothing. Um, but, <laughs> not a <laughs> so damn like, thing. Right. So like when you think about it, yeah, all the things y'all have said, yes, all of those highs. But mine is just more so probably probably just because I. I'm like, I'm in debt, and so I need to figure out a way to validate it. Oh, I'm in the top 12%. Okay, I'm good. That makes you uh, feel warm and fuzzy inside? <laughs> yes. Yes. Didn't we learn Why that? I mean, I'm looking down at that other 90, I mean, that other 88%, like, ugh. So now you you're elitist. Never. Because you have a degree. I've been elitist, so let's get it together. <laughs> Let's get it together. I've been in a league. This is terrible. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is not what but, we were um, trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. But no, my low is student loan debt. Um, I mean, I am in a lot of debt right now. Hopefully, I don't have to pay it all back. But um, do I think it was worth it? Yes, but it's still a low because I got to pay it. Like, unfortunately, my family didn't, like, have this college fund for me. Um, and so, I have a lot of debt. So, yeah. No, I agree. I think we kind of all alluded to in some form or fashion through all of the questions, just meeting new people. Um, I think something that I'll like focus on through that is um, I'll insert something here. So one of my old supervisors, um, I think it was yesterday, he posted a post and was like, hey, y'all give the give high school and college graduates, show them some love, but give them some advice. And so basically what I said was, you know, um, Dang, I just forgot it while I was talking. Oh, one of the things I said for like the high school the the high school graduates going into college, and I wrote it for like if he was going to college or even if he weren't. But for the high school graduates going to college, I was like, hey, uh, make and maintain connections with people. And that's something that I can really say that I have done, not even just socially. I have some great friends that I still stay connected with, but I have a bunch of professional relationships that I have kept the whole time. And so I would say that that's my high. Um, those professional relationships uh, sometimes don't necessarily get me jobs or get me opportunities in that way but they are people who are still in the field that I can always glean from and ask questions and in the professional sense in a in a job search sense also ask for a reference or you know ask questions and they're very diverse and where they come from with their functional areas and so that's something that I'm really proud of and it's definitely a high of me being to college because um if I ever tell my story on here that's also just a huge piece of how I believe that I made it through school was because I connected so well with people who were supervised 
supervising me or over me professionally. Um, and then my low, I would say, was just kind of not being prepared. And I don't even feel like this is the lowest low I could probably pull from it. But um, so I've, I've actually looked at my <laughs> undergraduate transcript a few times in the last month. And I was just kind of looking through it. And, you know, it's long once you graduate. It has all your semesters. And I was like, I thought I'd only made one D in college. Come to find out, I made two. Um, and I was looking at my GPA. It was like a 2.97. And I remember, like, being in college at, towards the end, really trying to get my cumulative up to a 3.0 when I graduated. Clearly, I didn't make it. But I... I didn't always feel prepared. I felt like I made it because of the people who were in my corner, but I I didn't I as as proactive as I was trying to be, I still felt at times I didn't have all the resources that I need to like know what questions to ask. Um and I think it just kind of happened progressively as I went through my degree. So I just kind of wish that I would have had the opportunity to be more prepared. Um kind of which is why I like to do the work that I do now trying to help first generation students bridge that gap early on. So well, yeah, do y'all have my college? Did y'all family members like or anybody that you know from like hometown used to make jo- and like no matter what kind of jokes, matter whether or not you were offended by them or whether or not you appreciated them or whatever? Um, did they used to like make jokes about y'all like going to college and stuff? I had this uncle, he's oh, <laughs> well, I have an uncle, ask the and question he, and then answers it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you some, I'll let you think. I want to share my story. Um, you know how you ask a question. You just wanted to just share because you want to answer it. So that's what I was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no doubt. Well, my uncle would refer to me as professor every time I went home, <laughs> and it really got on my nerves because he was always doing it just to be like, "Oh, you think you know everything because you went to college." Mm-hmm. And then literally every time I would say something about my experience at college, no matter what it is, he would always bring up either his kids or somebody's random experience. I'm like, I'm not saying things <laughs> just because I want to hear, like, I'm just sharing my experience. I haven't seen you in a while. You know, I'm just talking about what I've been doing. Yeah. You, you don't got to act. And then God forbid, he went to college like for half of a semester or something at some community college in, um, in the capital of Arkansas, Little Rock. Um, and y'all, he swear he learned so much about it, even talking about Greek life and stuff. And I just be like, "You say Greek life? I, I, I don't really." Yes. He be telling me he know this and that, and I'm like, "Okay, okay." Clearly, every time I, you see me, you just want to talk about your experience, so I'm just gonna listen. Yeah, but I'm trying like, to connect. Spare me the jokes and spare like, cause it's getting on my nerves. Y'all, my family be like, "When the hell you gonna stop going to school?" I want to know too. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the last yeah time. i had a um now i feel you my family didn't necessarily make fun of me going to school but early on probably around like sophomore junior year i was wanting to go into mental health counseling and i think i was pretty certain at the time that i wanted to specifically go into marriage counseling and my family was just like marriage counseling what you even know about marriage that ain't gonna make no money and i'm just like Everybody calm down. You know, at least I'm going to school. I'm just trying. I want to to follow my dreams. So they used to comment on what I wanted to do. Not so much that I was there. And I think a portion of that had to do with that I had, uh, I wasn't, by that time, I had an older cousin, two older cousins that had gone. And so I think maybe it would be interesting to know if they got some of that 
from the family. But then I also had my godfather, every time he sees me, I don't know if y'all had those family members that no matter what you do, they just so proud. I mean, you can go potty and they just like, I just can't believe like you 27. <laughs> not potty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> and not to make light of my godfather, I love him, but he just, he just so like astound, if you will, by the fact that I went and got a master's degree and just, Every time he sees me, he's just like, how did you do that? What made you keep going? Like, you weren't tired, just always asking me. And it always makes me feel good. And he really has forced me to be able to articulate why I go to school and why I've pushed through things. But, um, yeah, I think I got a little bit of both. <laughs> well, that wraps up our staff meeting for this week. So keep in mind, we definitely want to hear from y'all. We're going to have a part two and dive a little bit deeper into some more specific questions um of which you all can pose if you would like to so we can add them to um the lineup but just stay tuned for some more uh some more books talk from the from books to bills podcast so we're gonna slide right into sorry gonna slide right into jasmine's departmental updates okay so i just finished for the book highlight i finished the hate you give by angie thomas it was a young adult book it was hilarious um setting in chicago and i think it was like a light read after reading educated and hunger which were like really heavy books and i also read it with my niece so hey trying to encourage her to read more oh cute and then we just started may and may is maternal mental health month i am a maternal professional and a lot of things that i see in the clinic deals with postpartum depression and we don't talk about it enough and I think the collective consciousness is talking about talking about maternal health definitely we have a problem with maternal mortality and the New York Times just released um, a big article about it there's been a series of documentaries released about it because you know, we have good health care, quote unquote. So why do we still have moms dying? It doesn't make sense. So this month, mm-hmm. in uh, reverence to that, I'm reading The First Thousand Days by Roger Throw. And it's about how the first two years after a mom gives birth is really important to not only the mom, but the baby. Like literally the first two years of life will shape your lifetime and how important that brain development is at the beginning. So I think it's, um, it's really important. It's something that we don't talk about, especially in black community. You know, how many people are reading to their kids or having those positive parenting interactions and we don't raise children in a village anymore, which is leading to these bad numbers in regards to um, maternal mortality. That's what I'm reading. That's what's going on. That's interesting. I love how you how your reading is like so geared towards whatever is going on in your life. I think that's just so mature. Well, thanks. I just love the fact that you just find this time to read because I <laughs> just continue to read, friend. You do enough reading for me, okay? And uh, friend, I got three books right now. And I didn't, I didn't read at least two pages in each book, and I didn't fill out. I just can't. Well, first of all, I think anybody would probably say, don't try to read more than one book at a time if you don't do that all the time. 
Well, excuse me, friend. I wasn't trying to read them all at the same time. I oh, you, got you got bored and went to the new book. Yeah, I was like, which one? Which one is gonna spark my interest? And it sounds you know, like none of them sparked it. Y'all, I tried. To, so, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Michael Bay Jordan has a new show on HBO called Fahrenheit Four Fifty One, which is based off the book. So I was like, well, I want to read it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get deep. I'm gonna understand where the show coming from. Everything. Y'all, I cracked open that book and was confused. It was just too dense. I was like, oh, Lord, I can't. This just it's too much. And then um, I tried to read this book called Sugar. It was good, but the book was so damn raggedy. I don't even know how that book was in the library, y'all. They had tape all on it. I was just struggling trying to read the book. So I just gave up. And then I had the other book. It's called Midnight by Sister Soldier. I thought, I think I already read the book, but I couldn't remember. So I said, let me get the book. I, I couldn't even crack it open today. I was so tired today. I couldn't even crack the book open. So my last, my last try, I'm trying to read Black Privilege by Charlemagne the God. But the library, I put it on hold at the library. And it's been three weeks and I ain't got the book. So I'm Ooh, trying to read. It sounds like you got a whole bunch, a whole bunch of excuses. You just got to make the time and know yourself. So I don't, I don't not have the time to read. I just don't be interested. Like I get sleepy. I don't get, I used to get lost in the books, but now I'm just lost by the uh, book. Have you tried a audiobook? No, that's why I listen to podcasts. I can't listen to everything. Okay. Well, it looked like you're not open for suggestions. Well, I have What's listened new? to other podcasts. You know, you know, our friend got it all figured Who? out. Who? Erica? <laughs> Erica got it all figured out. Y'all just make me sound like I'm just <laughs> stubborn, and no one has ever used that word. Well, well t- today uh, is a new the- day. I am not stubborn. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not gonna. It sure is a new day, and it's time for Ash Nurse Jay. <laughs> Shoot, y'all not gonna do this today. Ash Nurse Jay did not get any questions this week. But I want to link it back to um, maternal mental health because this week the hashtag is ask her. And so anybody that you know in your life that's a mom, that's juggling being a mom, working a relationship, life, like just ask her how she's doing and check on her. That's interesting because anytime I see a mom... I always feel very compelled to help her. And um, I was in a nail shop this weekend and there was a mom there and she was getting her nails done and she had her hands soaking, soaking off the acrylic. And so for people who don't go to the nail shop, when you're soaking off the acrylic, you can't really touch anything until they come formally take it off, even if you take your hands out of the acetone. Where her baby started crying and so this other woman was like, no, nah, you good. Let me get the milk and like made the bottle That's for the That's what I'm talking about. Sat there and played with the baby. My yeah, God, now just, that's powerful. Yeah, it, it made me so happy. And just like two weeks before, one of my colleagues that I work with, I was going to catch up with her. And she has actually been bringing her baby to work for the last several months um, because she's getting ready to move. And it just didn't make, well, I won't say it's last few months because she's getting ready to move. And her and her um, 
fiance decided that he just wasn't physically responsible to enroll their son into a new daycare. So he is at work with her every day. And I was having a meeting with her and the baby started crying. And I was like, if you don't mind, I don't, I'll, I'll hold him if you need me to. And he threw his pacifier. I was like, let me go wash them. And she was like, it's okay. I was like, no, I'm gonna go wash these for you. Like, I don't know. I just feel so compelled to help mothers because Anytime I see children and not even children that are necessarily acting up, I'm just like, I always tell my mama, how did mm -hmm. you do this? Like, when I'm tired and I come home, I'm like, I couldn't imagine having to come home. I could not have imagined today coming home to a baby. Yeah. I just couldn't have. You know, like, what do you do? How do you keep going? So I'm always, like, rooting for moms, and I pray somebody there for me when I had kids. It's real. It's hard. So just ask somebody. Check on them. How they doing? Mother's Day is coming up. Write somebody a card. Yeah, you know, cool. get somebody a card. You ain't got to have no gift with it. Just yeah. tell them you're thinking about them. That's good. That's good. I like that. All right, Shaq. It's time for your department. Today's base search is being brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Maybelline. Now, who could be if I okay, if Base Search was gonna have a sponsor, y'all, who would it be? Jameson. No, I, mm -mm, they don't even get Crown that. Royal. The, you listen. Now you on to something, friend. Crown Royal on ice. Okay, so Shaq, I'ma sing this and you do the ad in the background. Crown Royal on ice. Crown Royal on ice. That's a Jill Scott song. <laughs> Shout out to my Jill Scott fans. Because if you don't That's know about friend, Crown... I'm over here. I don't know nothing you're talking about. <gasps> well, Shaq, the you don't know that you song? supposed to be like... No. Throw the whole Shaq away. Baser. How you don't know? Well, don't send me no Spotify link. <laughs> right, y'all. I didn't have to cancel my Spotify. It went off today. Played 16 commercials in between my songs. I said, friend, oh, I God. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I, I got to go on and get uh, the real Spotify. I almost died. First of all, I couldn't click a song. And then it's Spotify. <laughs> Spotify's so petty. They're going to say, looks like you've discovered a premium feature. You yeah. could. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Now, Spotify know they can give you a few months of uh, what is it called? They know they can give you a grace period where you can keep it just a few extra days while you get yourself together. They gave you a seven-day severance package. Severance. <laughs> I'm so done, Shaq. <laughs> that's what. That's what Spotify. it was. It was a, Have y'all ever got those um, emails from like package. Netflix or Hulu, and it says like when you cancel your stuff, you be like, uh, "Have you been thinking about us? Do you miss us?" Like it, <laughs> it be yes. taking me out. Yeah, I've no. gotten the "Do you miss us?" Yeah, that's how it was with Directv Now. Directv Now, um, they actually trying to get me to come back and they were sending me so many things talking about uh discounts here like basically if i come back i can get the next three months for this and if i wanted to come back to it i probably would have taken advantage of it i mean and if i wanted cable in my house hell every time them three months over i cancel it just so they can send me more and <laughs> more people on. do that yes but i'm fine without yeah or you it's call the people and be like, it's like i'm gonna have to partners. um i'm gonna have to get rid of this and or you call the people and you be like, I'm finna have to get rid of this and I can't afford it. And they're like, oh, no, I can give you so-and-so off. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I got mm -hmm. friends who do that. But I don't like cable Okay, anymore. wait, Shaq, 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 because you getting down the uh, the rabbit trail. What's up with Bay? 
Yes, yeah, so today's base search is being brought to you by Crown Royal. Um, actually, orange juice and champagne, because that's what I've been drinking. So, um... <laughs> Hold on, is it that Andres cheap champagne from the CVS with that box orange juice? No, it's not. Um, Hell yeah. It's not Andres. We, we, I'm on Cook's, so Cook's is about 75 cents. He done came higher, y'all. Come on higher. still in the cheap category. Let me tell you, mm, oh, right, cheap right quick, before I get into base search, y'all, I discovered that they have a liter and a half, which translates to a handle of alcohol, in champagne. I was perusing around the saloon the other day, and they had a handle of champagne, and my soul just immediately started to rejoice. Amen? He cried out. You got to pat your forehead? Oh, yes. I was very happy. So, yes. I'm telling you, I was happy. (laughs) If y'all could see this, if y'all could see this towel, why do you have the towel anyways? Is it hot in the closet? Yeah, it's hot. Um, That's why I don't be off in there. Well, I just took a shower, and so you know how you you can't you got a shower, you can't dry off like you just be hot. Okay, we got a shower, we got okay. So who is Bay Shack? And none of these, and none of these relate to the Bay search. First of all, okay, I'm gonna get into it. I'm kind, but y'all ain't gonna. We done been waiting since the first episode. You ain't gave us nothing. Just because you got a, just because you got a bay, you just want to rush me. That, see, see? Now, that, that, now that's tea. Shoot. <laughs> and it's hot. Right. But anyway, so my base search, per usual, I'm giving it up. I am. You've been giving, giving it, up, it up. And so I was very un. No, I think you oh, quitting. No, 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 I, no. I, I read through it, friend. I read through it. I, I didn't even see that. I mean, you've been Jasmine. talking about bubble baths and champagne. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, First friend. All, like, like I ain't talked to you in two no weeks. What's bath? up? Okay, let me say I, <laughs> I'm dead. Time I've been giving it up. No, so I gave up what? my base search. Um, yes, I was so unsuccessful, and so I went through this. Um, I went through like a two week period. I think I told y'all where I was like, I have to have it. You got to have so, what, friend? Uh, I got tired. You know the phrase. You gotta have it. Yeah, you gotta have it. Continue. Um, basically, I went through a phase where I just wanted to have a lot of sex. Since you making me say it, um, and then I was like, "This ain't helping me for the long run. I'm gonna still be here single as a motherfucker with nobody." So I was like, "I'm giving it up." So I deleted all of my apps, all my social dating apps, hookup apps, all of it. I got rid of all of them, and I decided I'm gonna take a little bit of time for myself. And this was actually with some guidance um, from church because we actually talked about, we've been talking about relationships at church. Um, well, we just opened we a new about series about relationships. We're talking about relationships. It goes like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Shirley reference, just in case y'all don't know who she is. But um, anyway, so the, the, you know, the pastor was just talking about how, and this was more so, this was relationships with like, intimate relationships but it was all of them and don't y'all remember i was talking about how i don't like to text back and all of that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. and that's what was really hindering me and so i'm taking some time now to just really explore myself and like how i um you know what what types of communication styles work best for me i don't think i actually know um and so i want to figure it out on my own so that when i come back to the market um i can you know i can really truly find somebody that I really want to connect with 
um, and then kind of kind of take it from there. Um, so I'll be back on the market um, in due season. Um, so. May I say something? You gonna say it anyway? So it's what I'm, you've been doing, I'm... right? Sure. <laughs> I just want to be courteous this time. Thank you. You know, and speaking of that. I've shot my shot at some points in time in my life. I, I was shooting, I was really shooting shots back when I was younger. But you know, I shot my shot, you know, a little while ago. And not even to get into the whole situation, it it felt good. And two, you'd be surprised what happens when you make the first move. So I just I just want to put that out there to people. Um, I am a woman and I so I will I will speak from that perspective and I know there's a lot of stereotypes out there or you know some things that hinder or try to hinder women friend land the plane but because you talking during you my ain't got so. no search no I just more to connect with you and let you know right shit I'm the one searching because I'm shot I'm shooting I'm just saying shoot your shot for real shoot your, try just try it. You never know. And I'm having a great experience right now. You never know. Oh, wait. You shot your shot and you've been successful? I w- I'm not in a relationship, but I've met a really great person. You in a situation ship. Sure. It just, See, it that, just that's has, my problem. That's my problem. Been I've been talking about my search. I've been talking about my search. Y'all ain't said shit about y'all. Jasmine got a whole boo. You got a whole situation and I'm still sitting over here single. Y'all can get quiet if you want to, because you know I'm just, see, see? Well, you need to shoot your shot. Maybe I was shooting my shot. I was just hey. shooting at the wrong basket. Hey, bo, bo. Well, then you sh- you pick a new basket. <laughs> <laughs> you pick a new but, one. Anyway, in lieu of me not having a base search to talk about, I did want to tell y'all what I started to do, because, you know, I said um, I deleted all my apps and stuff. And so what I decided was that I want to focus on I think that I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody that I know. I'm going to have to meet them through, um, you know, just through what, I don't know. I'm going to have to already know them, have met them maybe through work or, you know, at a social or something. And so I started by hosting the Sunday Funday Brunch. And granted, it was only my friends who came to the Sunday Funday Brunch, but I think it just kind of, you know, it was still different for me to like host something, have people at my house kind of get me back onto the scene. Cause many people know that I like to party and I like to go out and I like the brunch and stuff, but I hadn't been doing that since I've been here in Augusta. And so it was refreshing to just get back to that. Um, and so, so yeah, we had real fun. Y'all want to hear about the, uh, the little Sunday fun day. This your segment. Uh, well, we had, um, Meg Moses. So one of my colleagues that's leaving, her name is Meg. And she, um, she was making all the craft mimosas and y'all, they were on point. But then mm. after everybody had a few mimosas, we started doing drunk presentations. And you, you, <laughs> like drunk history? Kind, yes. But we would like, we would get, you get like, you would. Huh. So in the drunk presentations, you would give a random topic to the person who was about to talk. They wouldn't know what it was and they would have to stand up and speak on it for a minute and a half. And if they didn't speak in a minute for a minute, uh, if they didn't speak for a minute and a half, they had to take a shot and it had to be of substance. Cause if it wasn't of substance, then we, the room would agree on whether or not they had to, um, they had to drink. That sounds so, so was, much fun. It was. And it was like all like fun stuff. It it was just a, a good atmosphere. So shout out to all my friends who actually came. I really appreciated it. Oh man. I miss you friend. 
friend. I, I miss you too. We Jasmine talked about it, but we got to get us another retreat going sometime. A staff, we got to go on another staff retreat, y'all. Yes. We'll, we'll um, let y'all know but, when we go. Yeah, because they can come too. <laughs> and we have fun. Well, how about anyway, this? So, and we have fun. As I conclude my segment, I need Nurse Jay's blessing to talk about something healthy that I've been doing recently. Well, Y'all I ain't heard what it Jay. is. <laughs> friend don't do me like that i wrote it down for you to uh to look well, i need at more details need so are you gonna tell so the gonna people what you've been doing absolutely so i had plateaued i had gotten to the point where i had been working out and stuff and i just hadn't seen any results and things and so i was talking to a nutritionist and um we decided that it was best for me to go on a cleanse so over the next week and a half, I am, well, really over the next week. Um, That's I why you over there sweating, you detox. So it can, it can, <laughs> yes, and it consists of 75% uh, percent smoothies. And y'all, when I tell you this thing is hard, it is hard to cleanse mm-hmm. your body. I feel like a baby. Like, I feel like I'm eating baby food all the time. Mm-hmm. And my shit smells like baby shit. Let's move on. Okay, check. <laughs> you could have cut. Please no, cut that but out. But anyway, so hopefully this really helps me. Um, I'm also going to the gym. Every morning I get up and I do cardio now. Um, at, you know, just in the morning. So I do it with a um, a colleague. And we, uh, and that's really been helpful because it, you know, it speeds your metabolism up, that kind of thing. It just gets you going for the day. And I feel a whole lot better and I'm a little bit more productive. So that's really been working. And Erica looked like she's so bored. So um, no, I'm not bored. I was I'm just done thinking. talking about the bake No, I, I was actually going to say, I really um. So I'm I'm happy for you. One, I'm proud of you. Two, um, and I need to jump on a bad bandwagon. I haven't necessarily reached a plateau. I think in my weight loss, I've reached a plateau mentally. I'm just like, okay, oh, I just I'm tired of working out. I just. I just need something to revive me. So I'm going to be looking into some options for that soon. But I really, I don't know why I didn't buy this a long time ago. But y'all see, y'all know Sean T, right? Yeah. No. Sean T, the exercise guy for Insanity. Oh, yeah. He has a dance workout called, I think it's called Size. It's S-I-Z-E with a, um, what, what is that punctuation mark above the E? Beyonce got it. Accent. Um, <laughs> and I just really want to buy that DVD tape and do them in the morning. So y'all hold me accountable. I gotta, I gotta switch up myself too because I didn't hit them. How you gonna tape. be doing these uh workout videos in the morning and you you got somebody living under you? So I have done dance workouts um in the morning and I'm just I I kind of tone it down. You know, and I be mindful of things that will require me to jump or stomp. I just don't do them or I modify them. Well, you're not getting the full calorie burn. Because my neighbor going to come. I, I mean, to be very honest, probably not. But I still I still will, like, supplement somewhere else. Like, I still make sure I go hard or if I need. So, like, typically if something has me jump, I might just, like, literally run or like jog up and down my hallway. Like I keep moving. I don't just stop. I, I replace it with something okay. to keep me going. But I just feel like some type of yeah, movement in the morning. Yeah, true. And Shaq, I'm like you. I've started my morning cardio, fasted cardio. 
and it does it improves your mood like I had not been in the best mood trying to go into the office and now I just had so much energy I feel like I'm the best me in the morning and so fasted cardio works well for me I think I also decided too, I was doing keto, but I'm not really doing keto anymore, but I have adopted like just a lower carb eating style. Um, and so just being very mindful of what breads and rices and grains and all this stuff does to the body and just, you know, being a little bit more purposeful of when I eat them and how much of them I eat. So that's been really cool too. We better be healthy. Oh yeah, that's that's one of the things, you know, educated people owe it to themselves. Well, everybody owe it to themselves, but educated people really and truly know the benefits or should know the benefits of working out and being healthy. And so they should really do it, you know? Yeah. I'd be judging people when they come in the gym. I'd be like, oh, yeah, they probably work at so-and-so. Um, ooh, I bet they work at so-and-so, you know, because I'm a people watcher by nature. So I really uh, be judging the, the folks that come in the gym. What's the motto for Planet that, Fitness? That's Any, so confident. Don't they talk about no judgment zone? Right. You need it your does. membership revoked. Right. Well, I think it's talking about no judgment in, in terms of like what people working out and like how big they are and that kind of stuff. Because I will say before I lost 50 pounds, I used to really be a little nervous about going to the gym and working out and Planet really helped me get through that. Um, so I, I definitely am a no judger in terms of looking at people's weight and stuff. If anything, I'd just be wanting to motivate them, but I dare I wouldn't dare say anything to them. But um, I still when I see people and I'm at, when I'm in Walmart, I'd be wanting to look like, oh, wonder where they work, wonder what they doing. Okay, friend. Y'all don't try to act like y'all ain't no people watcher and you no, just be I, thinking about us. I love people watching. I just, I was like how you like how tried to clean up the fact that you out here judging folk. I'm not cleaning it up. It's just what I do. It's what, it's I, what I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it worked that time. Lord, you know how I like do. you have a joke with somebody y'all and it's funny the first time so you try to do it again and it just don't work. We finally got it. Six months later. Alrighty, so we um now we are ready for all play, which we got some good stuff this week. So we have a question from one of our listener, listeners. <clears throat> this question is from a while ago. Um, but I, I told I told them we was gonna get to it. So here you wanna hear, here you go. I got a question. I got a question. Have you ever had a work husband slash work wife? I have had a work wife at one point in time, and it was interesting. Even though there was a mutual attraction for one another and flirting, crossing the line was tempting, but nothing came of it. Well, I don't really know how to (laughs) respond to this question. Because when I think about my work wife, it's totally play. Like, you know, and like it's 100 percent play. We just kind of joke about stuff. And because our offices are next door, that's how we kind of coined the term. Mm -hmm. But I at any point and she's also single. uh, And but at any point, I've never uh, like tried to let it go any further. It wasn't a work fling. Right. So um, because that's that's. Uh, HR call away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get HR called on you? Okay. Um. I 
No, I don't think I have either. And like based on this question, I would call it more of like a a little work romance, not because I get what you're saying too, Shaq. Like I, you have a friend, like y'all the like I guess when I was a um when I like when I was a um dang I can't think of my thought out. When I was a graduate residence director, I was a grad. I had a full time professional, and so it was like the mom and the sister, and I was like the big sister and the mom. So something that's how I'm kind of interpreting what Shaq was saying. But no, I don't think I've ever had like a a work a work romance in my professional life. Now, when I was working at Mid Yards in Dallas, I had a couple of the sackers. We was cool. Shout out to y'all. You know, we had our little things. You know, sneaking sneaking to the back, back friends. You know, eating snacks out of the returns bags. We want to stick it to the back and then appropriately just yeah, stick okay. to the back to eat the return. So well, many you see HR me, my mouth dropped. I was a little Speaking nervous. Of HR. <laughs> HR violation. What about you, Jess? Have you had a work relationship? Platonic or romantic? Now that I think about it, I guess it could be labeled that, but I've had someone of the opposite sex just look out for me, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, they was giving this away in the in the in the teacher's lounge. I got you one. Or you know, kind of just watching your back. I wouldn't okay. necessarily say call it a work husband, but it did feel good to have somebody, you know, in your corner. Okay. Well, y'all tell us if y'all done had y'all some little work relationships, platonic or romantic. We, because we want to know. We want to know. Um, we don't have any um comments that we want to share to this week from our social media. However, we do have some things we want to talk about. Shay? Well, no, Twitter was a little uh dead. Um <laughs> I um I've been struggling to be on social media period and so um I'll be trying to like make sure we engage them with folks, but the people ain't been engaging with me on um on Twitter. However, I do want to talk about something I saw on Twitter, y'all. Please tell me y'all have seen hashtag if slavery were a choice. Who hasn't? Right, I mean, you. that's all I've been seeing today. And I've been feeling finished, and I'll make my comment. So, well, first off, I know y'all done heard about Kanye West and his dumb ass. <laughs> that's your opinion. That's my opinion, because clearly <laughs> I have some, I have all types of folks on my personal um, social media, and they've been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Some people supporting him, and some people not supporting him. Uh, but this is the thing. The thing that has killed me about the people that's supporting him versus the people that's not. Everybody sitting on here, everybody that supports him is saying they're supporting him. Let me start over. I know what you're trying everybody to say. That's su- everybody that's supporting him is claiming that the people who don't support him are just doing it because we black, we all believe the same thing. But literally, everybody that's supporting him is believing the same thing, and they're all saying it. Because I, I looked at a long thread on Facebook. I looked at a long thread on Twitter, and um, even some comments on, under a video on IG. And, like, everybody, both sides are pretty much saying the same things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, y'all give it up. I ain't really got time for this. And so my way of coping was to um, read if I, if slavery were a choice and y'all I'm talking about, I was dying this week. I'm talking about dying. I was in my bed reading and one point tears really came to my eyes. Just looking off of if slavery were a choice and it really 
at first I was like, oh Lord, here go black Twitter again. But <laughs> everybody, you know, everybody who was participating then, I don't know if y'all saw it, a day later they started validating why they were participating. And some people made some good points. They were just like, no, we don't want to, um, you know, we don't want to make too light of the situation. We're just recognizing that it's ridiculous to think that slavery were a choice and we're just finding humor in the situation. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, mm, I still found it funny. I didn't participate just because I ain't creative enough to come up with no jokes like that. But all that to say, I was dying. I I also, I, what I thought you was getting ready to say in terms of the people that were supporting uh, Kanye was, I thought she was about to say some of the people that I find that are supporting him, while they may not be supporting his actual comment, but support his right to have his opinion, but what made me think is like, I don't know, uh, like, right, I don't know if it was like right when Trump got elected or like during his campaign. I don't know if y'all ever saw like one of the tweets or sayings where it was like, um, speaking like being racist is not like, it was like, you can't say like, you can't say bad things about another race and think that it's just casual talk the same way you would say like, Oh, I don't like milk in my coffee. Y'all remember? Y'all know what I'm hinting to? I forgot what the the phrase was, but basically, like some I things think, ain't no choice. It's oppressive, right? And so I don't think that I don't support Kanye West, and I don't think that the statement that he made um, can just be something that rolls off anybody's any anybody to me that's of sound mind. I don't think that would just you can just say that and walk off. Like he clearly had some quote unquote well thoughts around well thought out um if you will thoughts about that and clearly like that's something that he probably legitimately believes and so I, it is funny though um the last comment I was gonna make is one of my Facebook uh friends was like I'm sitting up here reading out looking at all these memes uh, about slavery and then scared that our ancestors are gonna strike us down because I'm laughing too hard um so I thought that was funny and I did have a balance of people you know, engaging in the memes, you know, trying to make a point that, you know, it's ridiculous to think there's a choice and then other people thinking that it was inappropriate to be making the jokes in general. I think the only one that I deemed inappropriate was where they included his mama. When it was like his mama looking down at him. I was like, all right, y'all done took it too far. This man over here hurting. Y'all done took it too far. Well, I would have been tickled. I didn't see that one, but I would. I ain't seen that one either. I just saw one with a that's that SpongeBob meme. That's out where he like breathing, like catching his breath, and then the one with the girl who's squinting. I've seen a couple with those. Uh, so <laughs> I guess I guess I would like to know from some of our colleagues. What do y'all think? Do you feel like we truly have we chose to stay enslaved? Like, do you think that's a thing? Um, this concept of. Um, of mental enslavement. I, I just want to know what everybody else think. I, we got some smart ass colleagues and I know y'all got some, some stuff you ready to say about it. Let us know so we can talk about it next week. Cause I don't think it's dying anytime soon. And did y'all see the other thing that people are like making mentions? Like y'all don't feed into this. He got an album coming out. Like he's just building publicity. Like this is all strategic, which I wouldn't honestly, Kanye West is a very smart person. I don't think he's stupid at all. Like, he's intelligent. And I think that he's being very purposeful about, you know, starting this conversation, whether it's because of an album or he just wants attention. So, it's sad that, you know, he is black and made such a 
to in my opinion ignorant statement um but who knows what kind of ploy this is so we shall see in the coming days okay so put kanye to the side completely different issue um how (laughs) y'all and i laugh because i saw (laughs) i saw something on twitter that was funny about this too i actually retweeted it but how y'all feel about the bill cosby situation versus um and i'm not going to talk about i don't want to talk about whether or not you think he's guilty unless that's what you just feel so strongly about sharing I'm just saying how you feel about his situation versus all these other people, including the president of the United States. Um, And so the conviction of a black person versus anybody else. How y'all feel about that? How has that made y'all feel over the past week? Because I've been a little perturbed. I've been perturbed. I feel like, well, first of all, I don't have cable. So CNN alerts come to my phone and let me know that the verdict came in, but he was found guilty. Okay, cool. Then it had a follow-up story about how even though he was guilty and could serve up to 30 years, he could not go to jail because of his age. And so to me, I felt like, man, okay, yes, you put a guilty verdict and that was supposed to be, you know, satisfied, quote unquote, um, those who were offended. But at the end of the day, he going to be at home. On house arrest. Is that really justice? No. Because what is house arrest for somebody like Bill Cosby, who probably lives in a mansion? Y'all, it said he he has to stay in his Pennsylvania house. And if he chooses to go to a different house, they need 24 hour notice. So you can travel. You got money. You traveling from house to house. And that's supposed to be punishment. (laughs) Get off my front though. I'm dead. So, yeah, and I think another argument that has been going around is like the, and me and Shaq talked about this very briefly, but like the intersectionality between him being African American and then, and then all of the people who have been white that weren't convicted for similar or worse crimes. And then that crossing over with the fact that he's been such an influential person in TV, in the black community, in theater, all, all in multiple communities, non-black and black. And like, how does that, how is that affecting people? But I know um, one of my Facebook friends posted, um, I don't know if y'all been seeing the picture, it's like all of these different um famous white people and they were simply fired and Bill Cosby clearly is the only black person who has actually been found guilty Mm -hmm. um, with the potential of actually going to prison and um, I've just been seeing a lot of you know some people are focusing more so on the fact that he's black and he's receiving a punishment that other white people haven't for similar worst crimes and then other people are saying and saying that it's also playing into them tearing down his legacy and what he's done for um the world and then and through that kind of ignoring like the fact that he's pled guilty to doing this to these people and so I think that's probably been one of the most difficult parts to go through it's like um, one of the podcasts that some of us listen to, the Friends Zone, a couple of weeks ago, they was talking about what do you do in these situations? Can you do you just completely cancel Bill Cosby and all of the influence that he had on you? You know, just because now we know some some deep dark secret of his past, or are you able to look at them separately and say, oh, I'm not gonna 
ignore how his show was very influential, but I'm also not going to support him any longer. So I think that's a really hard point for me. And I just encourage people to be, you know, open-minded. And Well, I think it's... Um... Yeah, I've been struggling with that one too. And, and personally, Bill Cosby is still a dad who's a doctor and someone to look up to. I, I mean, and I'm a male looking at, you know, looking at the situation. And so I realize that I have, you know, a bit of privilege. I probably haven't been, been the best at recognizing it right now, but I, I'm going to continue to look up for him, look up to him as the da- the doctor dad on TV that was raising the family that was mad at his daughter for the wretched. <laughs> Jasmine, Do y'all remember the episode on the Cosby's? Yes. It was really the mama that was the most mad, but still. Jazz, what were you about to say? Um, I think it's all about choice. Like, yes, I think race plays a, a definitely impact in it. But when you talk about abuse of power and position uh, with like a white man and I'm trying to think of the guy, he was a big director and you're talking about all these actress, actresses that um like he used his power he could like ruin their careers and all this kind of stuff he used his power in a in a negative way hell donald trump that's true but i think for bill cosby like him drugging women that took away their choice in the matter does that make sense y'all you said that drug, but a lot of people would disagree with that because they say that because it happened one time and the women kept going back, it became their choice. Mm. That's what I heard on the radio. I'm just sharing what I heard on the radio. They were like, "If this happened to you one time, you got drugged. Why would you go back?" Um, I was talking to a friend about that, and you know, I think my biggest thing with the whole situation when you talk about the women and their presumed fault in this and I'm not agreeing with that personally but their presumed fault with this I think at the core of it all and I kind of had this moment with one of my friends this weekend like you don't know what you would do in that situation and it's easy for somebody who hasn't been in a particular situation to say oh I know I would do x y and z well, of course you can say that because in the in that moment, you're able to make a sound decision. Nothing is impacting you. You can make that confidently um, because nothing is impeding on that. There's no one threatening you. There's no one making you scared. But when you're in the moment, you honestly cannot say what you're going to do. I mean, I think you can look at your own life experiences and make an educated guess um, on your own self, but you just really don't know. And so I think that's one of the big things that I just encourage people to do. Like, I'm not here to make excuses for um, Bill Cosby. And I'm not here to place blame where I personally don't feel like it should be. But I think that, and even for myself, I think we all should be just more open-minded and not not speak so confidently as though we know what we would do in those situations if you've never actually been in them because you really don't know. So thank y'all for tuning in today to From Books to Bills. We really appreciate it. If you're not already, go ahead and give us a shout on social media. Facebook, you can find us at at books to bills podcast on ig you can find us at at books to bills podcast on twitter it's books to bills and if you want to send us an email with any questions suggestions or anything like that go ahead and send us an email to from books to bills podcast at gmail.com 